0: what is up waffle gang i do hope you are well my name is mark and today we're checking out some r slash pro revenge or just some revenge stories in general it depends how much i can find in this one subreddit (laughs) if you are new here please consider hitting that like that subscribe and maybe that notification bell too as always it massively helps out our channel and it truly truly does and let's just crack straight on with today's stories much love guys Now, this first story comes from Extremely Tired of HR. I reported my former landlord to the IRS for tax fraud as revenge for him making up lies on me to keep my deposit. He had to file for bankruptcy and lost his condo. I'm glad he lost his fucking house. (laughs) What a way to start. I found this guy on Craigslist a few years ago. I like renting condos from private owners as opposed to renting apartments. Typically by renting a condo, it's safer, you have more caring residents, you get to have a luxury apartment style home with all the amenities and you can negotiate pricing etc. I'm an excellent tenant and anyone I've rented from will tell you that. I paid a $1,000 deposit to move into this guy's condo. I was on a year lease, he lives in another state but we're on the same time zone. On month 8 of my lease, I came home to a door that wouldn't open. I couldn't get the door unlocked for shit, I had two keys on me. As much as I tried to turn them, I couldn't. One of the keys even broke in the lock. I waited two hours, I called, texted and emailed my landlord and he did not pick up. I thought maybe he had someone change the locks for some reason. I honestly didn't know what to think and had no one to help me. The lady who lived across from me saw me in distress as she was going into her apartment. I had never seen her but she asked me if I was okay and I explained to her that I couldn't get into the apartment. She told me she knows of an an on-call locksmith. She gives me his number. I tell her thanks and reach out to my landlord a few more times. No response. I had no choice but to call the locksmith plus had to pee like shit. (laughs) The locksmith arrives and could not get the door unlocked with my key. He says he can replace the lock for like $100. I told him I was renting a condo and couldn't get in touch with the owner and didn't know when would be the next time I could get in touch with him. After he took the lock off, he told me it was faulty so he replaced the lock. I told the landlord this via email and text and voicemail and told him I could send him copies of the keys if he wanted. Okay, so fast forward to the end of my lease. I demanded he does a walkthrough with me. He said he wouldn't. I told him that if he didn't do a walkthrough, I would be notifying the condo office as he did not have permission to sublease by association. He then had a friend to serve as his proxy to come meet me and walk through the unit. The place was spotless. I know how to clean. I took multiple photos and videos and showed his proxy, who was a police officer, the unit. Actually, they're both police officers who used to work together. We both literally tested all the appliances, faucets, checked the blinds, carpets, hardwood, everything. His proxy gave me the okay and said that everything looked great. I gave his proxy the keys and later that night left for my new city. So fast forward to a month later, I haven't heard from him about my deposit. He ignored all my emails and phone calls. He finally gets back with me two months after I moved out and has all this ridiculous made-up shit about how I damaged the unit. Broken blinds, scratches on the hardwood floor. He made it seem like I damaged his door by getting the lock repaired. He said there were scratches on the outside of his door. Rust here and there, broken dishwasher, broken sink, oven was broke, broken dryer shake my fucking head just all fucking lies i would never leave a unit in that condition he sent me an itemized list of all the charges that magically came out to be one thousand dollars the same as my deposit he was always planning to keep my money he wanted that money to either ball on it or upgrade his condo i hated him i decided i was going to court because i would moved to a different state and live alone but i thought of something He rented to me under the table and likely didn't claim my rent payments as earned income. I had all my wire transfers on my bank statement. I had his routing and account number and a copy of his driving license and we agreed to swap IDs when I signed the lease to make sure I wasn't getting scammed. I found his out of state address online, gathered all my bank statements, gathered his bank account numbers and made a report with the IRS. About a few years later, I check up on things and that bastard lost his condo and lost everything he owned in bankruptcy. I paid for and downloaded his court records and saw proof that he lost everything including his condo and cars and had his bank account seized. I'm not sure if he went to jail or anything, but I'm so glad that bastard got his fucking karma. He stole money from me that I gave him to rent a condo and ends up losing the same condo to bankruptcy. F him and anyone who calls him a friend. He can rot for all I care. And I went straight to the comments with this one because a lot of people were saying, oh, there could be more stuff going on. So we'll cover some of the comments to see what they say because I'm always intrigued by this sort of stuff. And TSM says, I wouldn't be surprised if your tip-off uncovered something much larger and more systematic. It tends to work out that way. And Bleacher Blonde says, I'm pretty sure the IRS has a whistleblower settlement or something like that. 10% of whatever funds they seize have you turned someone in. You should look into that. Doc deserved it. And Matrix says, were you tempted to send him a message? Was the $1,000 worth it? Opie replies saying, yes, they were definitely tempted. (laughs) Aardvark says, this warms my heart. Fuck a slumlord. And Sunglass Gnome says, there was much likely more going on and he was probably in the middle of it before you even reported him. Stuff like that doesn't move very fast and your rental income would not have been enough to trigger bankruptcy. If it was only the rental, he could have amended his tax return to add income with expenses and likely would not even owe very much in taxes. Your tip might have just been one more stick for the fire. Source, I work in taxes, dealing with audits. But what do you guys think about this one? Do you think there is more to the story? Do you think he was in deeper stuff too? Let me know your thoughts. But I do love it when like a landlord gets their karma uh, served to them. <laughs> we'll move on to the next story. And our next story is from Billiam201. $10 and a pencil. A post I made in another subreddit reminded me of this one, enjoy. A few years ago, after changing jobs, I found myself in a new office with a new phone number. After some orientation, training, and other new hire stuff, I finally get to sit down and do the things. I get my voicemail and answering machine set up, set up the email, and the phone rings. Good morning, railroad engineering. Yeah, when can I take the GED test? Sorry, wrong number, click, and it rings again seriously when can i take the ged test like i said wrong number bye this went on for weeks 15 to 20 calls a day people screaming at me for not being the adult learning center one day an epiphany this isn't the adult learning center nope do you know the number check google i did this is the number on their website oh really a little google foo of my own and i dig up a few numbers and give them a call They tell me that they don't maintain their website and there's nothing they can do about it and it's not their problem. I'm just gonna have to deal with it. My favorite line of that conversation was, what are you gonna do about it? I work for the state. You can't do naughty word. Bye bye. And you can imagine that bye bye just dripped with a condescension that only hubris and decades of Karenhood can muster. Oh hell no. Let's dance. The next day. Good morning railroad when can i take the ged test we give that on request it takes about an hour and a half come on down oh awesome how much is it i reply ten dollars bring a pencil we're sharp on yours but we can't supply them budget cuts you know nah i get it i'll see you in a bit i say take your time they don't like me telling you this but if you get here before we close they have to give you the test see you when you get here thanks man see you later Now, for those of you who don't know, the GED test takes a whole, naughty word, day. It also usually costs upwards of $100, depending on the state. In the state I was living and working at the time, it was around $200. As such, it was only offered at certain intervals. So... As I was telling dozens of people per day that it was $10, took 90 minutes and offered on request, I'm sure that they were absolutely inundated with angry people with freshly sharpened number 2 pencils, waving their $10 bills and demanding the test that the guy on the phone told them they could come and take. Every morning I checked the website to see if my phone number was still on there. I also took the liberty of crawling around and getting the phone numbers for some managers. I was happy to hand these out when people called back to complain that they hadn't been allowed to take the test. Head back down there and ask to speak to random director and tell them that they called the number on the website and this is what they were told. It took them about six more weeks to change their website. For some reason, all the manager's numbers disappeared from the website as well. (laughs) And the top comment on this one was from card1974 and it says, Reminds me of that pizza place that didn't care that they put the wrong number in their ad. So... We're gonna head straight over there to see what that's about. And this one seems to be an older one. It is from Mike, Mike, Mike 247 Call, cool. accidentally put my phone number in a newspaper ad and refused to fix it. I'll drive you out of business. The end result of this story, which I will tell you up front, is that we lost the ability to order from several local pizza huts for life. Used to we had a phone number that was very similar to Pizza Hut. Their number was 55545 blah 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 and ours was 55545 and the two digits were different to the Pizza Hut one. Now these two numbers are commonly mixed up for obvious reasons. This was back before the days of cell phones and everyone having their own personal number. And we actually had to get the caller ID because of this. For years we had this Pizza Hut's client base call our house, about 50-50 split, sober slash drunk, and order pizzas. The thing is, people will not listen when you tell them, sorry, wrong number. We have drunk people call back four to five times and then begin screaming in the phone. I know this is the effing Pizza Hut, you asshole, or give me the number or I'll kick your ass. This was pretty normal, and the Pizza Hut was even aware of this and profusely apologized when we would call them. Never given us anything for free though, despite the massive inconvenience of the phone ringing off the hook. Well, Pizza Hut corporate then paid for an advertisement on paper, billboard, and phone book. And guess what? They botched the number. They put our number on the things for the phone number as one of the locations in our town for Pizza Hut's pizza. Why? Because ones and sevens are the same number apparently. The phone calls we get effing explodes. It goes from like three to five phone calls a day to like 100 to 200. Initially, we were directing people with a message that simply said, This is not Pizza Hut. Their number is this. It didn't end. We would get calls with people screaming into the voice recording, I want an FM pizza, this is bullshit, I'm going to kill whoever doesn't answer this FM phone. Aren't boomers great? We got that shit all the time from older people. I cannot tell you how many times I've been told to kill myself for trying to direct someone to the correct place. And for some effing reason, no one ever listens. Well, upon this happening, my dad calls into the pizza hut and says, Look, all we want is to not have to change our number. If you guys will please change yours or pay for ours to be changed. It was like a $10 convenience fee or some shit. We will stop getting your damn phone calls. The manager cussed my dad who had him on speakerphone, calling him a shitload of names and for getting him bad reviews, as well as losing customers to his branch, which is locally owned. What a fucking joke. It's costing their business a solid 10 grand easy over a phone number. Why not just change it? I don't know. My dad looks at the phone, hangs up and says, Okay, arsehole, you want to be like that about it? My dad then instructs my 17-year-old self and my sister to take calls from now on. If it rings, pick it up, take an order and say, Okay, your pizza should be there in one and a half hours. And then they call back to tell them, Sorry, the driver just left. And if they call back a third time, say, Well, I can get you on the phone with my manager, but he's probably going to kick your ass if you keep complaining and then switch the phone with someone else and have them say, listen here bitch, you aren't getting your pizza and we're keeping your money, effing get over it. Or something along those lines anyway. (laughs) Two weeks pass and my dad tries to get the pizza hut to change our number for free, never pointing out that they effed up their ad, as apparently they were completely oblivious to this fact. Again, the manager screams at my dad saying, I don't have the money to change your effing number. We even try calling other pizza huts to get the issue resolved, and they're corporate with no real luck fair enough it's game on time now bitch why for two reasons one my dad got a phone with a transfer button and two because summer was rolling around and me and my sister loved effing with people over this it was really a bad influence on us to be honest we fielded phone calls every day all day long we had friends come over and they loved partaking in the same thing we had a general plan every other call would get a pizza delivery On the other calls, we would get them really pissed off, talking shit to them and saying, okay, do you want to speak with my manager and just cold transfer them to the Pizza Hut? It took six more weeks of us doing this and the Pizza Hut closed. A few weeks before they closed, we got a phone call from the Pizza Hut corporate who more or less threatened us with a cease and desist, sounding like they didn't really understand what was actually happening as it accused us of stealing their phone calls, lol. We called their corporate and explained what was going on and even played our recordings of talking with them before about the issue and ignoring us. All they said is, you had better stop. This is illegal, over and over. We didn't stop. They were aware of what was going on and didn't want to do anything about it because to fix their foobar. A few weeks after, the owner lost his job. He called our house and was trying to argue with my dad about how bad a person he was because I lost money and got my ass beat several times. Apparently, we had pissed a few people off so bad they went in and attacked him and other staff. To this day, it cracks me up that a company can be so oblivious and is the single reason I don't believe we live in anything close to meritocracy. Anyone in this position who has any merit would instantly change the number. But not a corporation who has money to sue and not a middle manager who has an ego problem. Wow, what a way to get a revenge. And I got I got to say, I think I would absolutely love answering those phone calls, you know, and redirecting them and winding them up. I feel sorry for the people that didn't get their pizza though. <laughs> oh, wow. What do you guys think of this one? And we'll move on to another story. And this next story is from Dark909911. The keys are in that box. First off, I would like to say this is my father's revenge and not mine but it was one of his best. A little backstory to get you caught up. My father was a welder at a pulp and paper mill on maintenance with a union. There were around 500 people who worked here at the time, mid to late eighties. On my dad's crew, there was a man called Squirrel because he would take anything small enough to carry and take it home. Some of the things were specialized tools made for a certain machine and they would have to be ordered in again at the company's expense. I guess there wasn't much the mill could do because somehow the union backed him it wasn't long before my father's tools started going missing he knew where to look and found them in squirrel's toolbox and some scattered on his workbench squirrel was an average size man around five foot nine to five foot ten but my father was a huge man standing at six foot five and around 250 pounds so squirrel didn't say a word he was too scared to my father reported this to the union rep and the main office and was told they will investigate Squirrel was given one week paid suspension while the investigation went on. They found many of the missing things in his locker, lunchbox, toolbox, etc. Somehow he got the union to back him again and was allowed to come back to work at the end of his suspension. My father grabbed his mobile welder and went into Squirrel's area and welded together a giant metal box. He took everything he could identify as Squirrel's and put it in the box and welded a top on it. (laughs) He said he used 5.8 stainless steel to make it out of he then got help of one of his work buddies to lift the box and dad welded it to the bottom of an i-beam on the ceiling about 20 foot in the air the day squirrel came back he was looking for all of his things but couldn't find it at all he asked everyone he could but no one said a word except i take care of my tools maybe you should take better care of yours this went on for a couple of hours until squirrel went to the main office to complain saying someone stole everything of his The shop steward and squirrel walked into the maintenance shop to ask people in there where his things were. Dad stood up and walked up close. And knowing him, he was towering over squirrel and said something along the lines of, Squirrels like to climb to store their stuff. Are you sure you didn't climb the I-beam and put your stuff up there? I guess the look of, oh fuck, on the shop steward's face was almost too good. But the look of pure horror on squirrel's face was my dad's favorite part of this story. He would laugh just as hard at every telling when he got to this part. Squirrel went into his work area and looked up. He saw the box up there. He tried to get anyone's help to get it down, but everyone seemed to have important things to do and can't at that moment. Squirrel took a day and a half working alone to get his things from the box and remove the box from where it was welded. My father said not a thing ever went missing again, and Squirrel worked there another 10 or more years until the mill was shut down. I can say I believe him because one night staying at his place, I got drunk and was thinking about going home. He went to the basement and made a little box and welded my keys in it. I got them back the next day. I miss my father and his stories. I hope this qualifies as pro. I think it certainly does. And I think love that he, he weld it at the top. But this one got me thinking. My dad used to work in a in a paper mill. And it sounds like I swear I've heard a very, very similar story from my father before. But obviously, there's a lot of paper mills out there, so <laughs> the chances are very slim, but it did get me thinking. Now, what do you make of today's Pro Revenge stories? Did you enjoy a bit of Pro Revenge? Let me know in the comments below, as it you know lets me know that you enjoy this kind of content and I can keep producing it. And if you do have a moment out of your day and you did enjoy, please consider clicking that like button as well, as it really helps out the channel and the videos going forward. Thank you so much for your love, time, and support towards the channel, and I will see you You cheeky so and so in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well